0: Hello, and welcome to No Direction's official PaizoCon 2019 seminar coverage in partnership with Paizo. Our coverage would not be possible without the help of our con staff, Paizo, and our patrons. Find more seminar recordings at NoDirectionPodcast.com. We now have joining us Jason Keeley, Rob McCurry, and Chris Sims. So without any further delay, here is Starfinder Adventure Path QA. Hi, everybody.
1: Woo, here we are. (laughs) Hello, Twitch. So this is the uh, Starfinder Adventure Path Q&A. I'm Rob McCreary, the creative director for Starfinder. I don't know which direction. Goes I'm from. Jason
2: Keeley, a Starfinder developer. I'm Chris
0: Sims, a Starfinder developer.
1: And in particular, they are our main Adventure Path developers. So. Um, Here at the Adventure Path panel, we do have, uh, there is probably going to be spoilers because we like to talk about what's in the Adventure Paths. So um, if you're going to be playing in them, try to keep that player character knowledge separate. Um, But yeah, we're just going to kind of talk about everything that we can about the Adventure Paths and answer your questions and all that kind of stuff. So what Adventure Path are we in the middle of right now?
0: Dawn of Flame. Dawn of Flame. The Blind City releases this month. I think you can get it on Paizo.com already. Um, Sounds legit. (laughs) It's
3: next Wednesday, I think. Next
0: Wednesday? Yeah, you can get the the print version. You can order the print version now, but I think you have to wait till Wednesday to get the PDF. And uh, the next one will be Solar Strike, and the final one will be called Assault on the Crucible. Uh, in the Blind City, you go to a creepy place that's a prison for some mysterious being in the sun.
1: Where and is it again?
0: Inside the sun. <laughs> right. The entire
1: adventure path takes place inside, so, or almost the entire adventure path takes place inside the sun, which is yep. you know a pretty standard adventuring location. But you know we thought it'd be good to go back to that well. So. <laughs> it's <a> pretty standard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're being and facetious. Who, who's <laughs> adventured inside the sun? Yeah. No. no All right. no. <laughs>
0: Hasn't everyone?
1: Yeah. I figured. Yeah.
0: Uh, and. S- After that, you go to an alien city inside the sun sun. uh, and save them from evil. And then you go to the source of that evil in the final assault on the crucible. And hopefully defeat that, but you won't because it's really hard.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, what else
1: is? Cool and anything you've worked on. Oh yeah,
2: so uh, definitely coming up. I think it's in Blind City is our uh, weird gear, strange gear article, uh, which uh, I <laughs> has got some stuff in it. Um, uh, it's got it's cool. it's full of some some gear that your players uh, basically might have a little bit of a cost to use or are just generally strange and unusual from strange unusual places or. Um, Leftovers uh, from other lost civilizations or what have you. Uh, my favorite part about that, though, is of course the uh, m- Replenigel Mega Vitamin. Um, it is a, a, a gummy vitamin that is a, about a pound in size and is sh- <laughs> shaped like a skittermander. There oh, is yeah. art for it in there. So uh, finally, we have gummy skittermanders. I'm sorry, Rob. No, but well, I, no, I didn't
1: realize that they were a pound. I thought they were they are. They size take a full ten minutes gummy to eat. No. <laughs>
2: regular gummy Mega vitamin. They're they yeah. So they you eat it, you're full for the day, obviously, because you've just eaten a pound of gummy, um, and uh, you know it gives you a little bit of a, a, a boost. Uh, but if you eat too many of them in a week, you get a, a, a kind of like a gummy sheen to your body, um, and you start sweating goo. Are they addictive? Uh, they're not addictive, but uh, you know <laughs> they, they're also just, just they're simpler and uh, to eat than you know maybe a little more tasty than MREs. But
1: we've got a lot of new uh, new outsiders coming in because yeah, of all the, the genies, the sun. all
0: the uh, planar scions from the elemental planes are playable. Yeah, so you can yeah. play and,
1: and sylphs and yep, and
0: uh, and. An entire new alien species is detailed in Solar Strike. That's right. Where they live, who they are, and they are also playable after that adventure
2: releases. Sweet. It's pretty cool stuff. Um, what else is in Numbers of the Nasinoi? An and then the other article in no. that one is something. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been so long. Well, um, that's fine.
0: You mean in number 17?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the fifth adventure. I can't remember what else is in that one. That was you. I know, I developed it, but I can't <laughs> remember now. I'm, I'm really focused on the, the following adventure path, and that's where my brain is right now. I didn't yeah. notes on uh, soul, uh, Dawn of Flame at all, because I didn't think I was getting any questions.
1: Well, speaking of the yeah. next adventure path, to, then what comes after Dawn of, Dawn
2: of Flame? Dawn of Flame. So what comes after Dawn of Flame uh, is uh, Attack of the Swarm, exclamation point. Um, I, uh, we made Thank sure you. to fight uh, Fight hard for that exclamation point! Uh, the editors didn't have to fight that hard. The editors were pretty happy to be like, "Oh, sure, we'll do that." Um, and this is the uh, the final uh, the adventure path where we talk about the swarm threats. It's one of our big threats. Uh, they are uh, interstellar locusts, for lack of a better word, uh, who uh, just descend on civilizations and other planets and just kind of eat and consume and and drain the resources from a planet and and then move on um, but this time they're acting a little strange um, so we'll be getting into that uh, the uh, adventure path begins in the uh, sort of a new system the Suscalon system uh, it's out in the it's out in the vest but it has some f- friendly ties to the pack worlds and the vescarium so if you are from those areas you might be you, you can easily travel there. Um, they have not wanted to be uh, a protectorate of the pack worlds just yet. They're afraid that might lose their autonomy. Um, but uh, this, uh, so they don't have any sort of um, like defense treaties cause, which, which, which hurts them when the swarm attacks the main planet. Um, and just sort of comes down and, and kind of begins just tearing the place apart. And that's where the adventure path begins about six months later. Uh, the PCs are uh, uh, soldiers. Uh, whether they're, you know, maybe not. Maybe they're career soldiers, or maybe they were conscripted in because everyone's got to fight this war to save the planet, uh, and um, uh, they become part of this uh, uh, the fifth battalion. And uh, sort of a do like that took the most heavy losses in a previous battle, so they're just sort of getting anyone they can in, and they you know they become their they form their own squad, and they've got to do some stuff, and it's a real war-heavy kind of like military-focused adventure where you've got to just sort of fight back the swarm and get get to from place to place, and eventually, uh, and this is where I will spoiler it. A little bit um uh, uh, uh there's a threat the, the swarm is a, is a big threat so they very well mal- very well just take over the planet and your your pieces are basically just fighting a losing war at the beginning here getting pushed back further and pushed back further and eventually have to evacuate um and with that uh well, this is one of the reasons i didn't want to set this in the pack worlds because i really wanted to mess up a planet uh, i wanted them i wanted the planet to be basically hopelessly lost at, by the end of the first adventure. And uh, so we just sort of created some new areas and some new place. And um, that is the first adventure. is called Fate of the Fifth. It'll be available this August. Um, and it is written by Patrick Brennan, the uh, the GM of the Cosmic Crit podcast. Uh, He's written a couple other things for me before, and uh, I listen to their podcast, and I kind of like what he was doing. So uh, I, I asked him if he was interested in writing. He's like, oh, war movies are my favorite type of movie, he said. And I was like, terrific, because they're not mine, and somehow I got stuck with writing the war, A- you know, developing the war AP, um, which is why this goes to some weird places. I, I do like the occasional war movie, and I think it does sort of have that gritty war feeling at the beginning and at the end. But in the middle, uh, we'll get to that. And should I just go into further detail?
1: Sure, although I think I, I, I want to follow up on one sure, thing. Yeah, you yeah. said you wanted one of the reasons why you went away from the Pax world. I think it's also because in the history of the setting, the Swarm already attacked the Pact Worlds and the Vescarium, and that was just like 17 years ago, maybe yeah. 20, 20-something years yeah, ago. Yeah. So it'd be kind of weird if they immediately came back when that's kind of the sort of past history that sort of helped build the alliance between the Pact Worlds and the Vescarium. So it seemed weird to have like the Swarm come back right away. Yeah. So it's like, well, we'll shift it somewhere else off also so you can destroy a planet. So I can really but
0: mess things also, up, you, yeah. You, you lack an overwhelming military response from the Pact Worlds
2: allied with the Vescarium. Right, right. exactly. So. It'd be too it'd be too easy if they Right you know, like together they like, drove off the
1: swarm once before why wouldn't right, they do, they it do it again? again. So. And
2: one of the NPCs that is basically your commanding officer at the very beginning of the first adventure is a, is a veteran of that of the war. He's a Vesk who has <clears throat> fought with the Vescarium and he's moved to this planet because he wants to kill swarm. He's like I want to kill some more swarm. Um it doesn't go well for him. Uh, <laughs> um, and in that in that particular volume too, we actually have a, a, an article that is essentially a player's guide. Uh, it's something that is GMs, you can print it up and give straight to your players. It says, you know, Sescalon. Here here it is, and what it's about, what the Sescalon Defense Force is, why you might be there, why you might be there. Here's a bunch of um, uh, connections to, this, to the Defense Force based on theme. Uh, here are two new themes. here's a bunch of gear you might be able to buy at first level that is sort of military theme like you know like wake up patches and, and, and stims and stuff like that um, and a bunch of uh, cool magic bat um, uh, not badges uh, like medals of honor basically that you might get as the adventure goes along. Um, and then we also we talk about the the swarm in general We give a little more information about the swarm yeah the origin of the swarm uh, where it came from.
0: Uh, how it evolves, what what its components are, Mm -hmm. and why they exist and how they exist, and how the swarm assimilates all the genetic material of the flora
2: and fauna it destroys and consumes. And that basically allows this, the swarm is a very adaptable uh, uh, threat in that they just sort of make themselves to whatever it needs to be. And as we we progress, uh, going into this we had three swarm creatures in a swarm starship uh, from Alien Archive 1 and Alien Archive 2, and that is all the swarm creatures we had. So each of these volumes contains at least two or three new swarm creatures uh, and sometimes spaceships um, uh, that run the gamut from uh, humanoid-looking to Um, not-so-humanoid-looking. Full beetles and things that uh, I realized uh, in the first volume that they kind of look like graboids. Um, <laughs> and they do burrow, so I was like, oh no, and, and now John and Thursday are like, we have to do a Tremors, it's just a scenario, I'm like, okay, here. Um, <laughs> so then, maybe look for that in the near future. Um, we had, <laughs> we had actually just watched, like, there's a, there were, you know, they're still making Tremors movies? Uh, there was one that just that came out, like, last year, and Michael Gross is in it, and for some reason, Jamie Kennedy and it takes place in the Arctic, even though it's clearly Southern California. Anyway, um, uh, watch that movie if you want to see Michael Gross's butt. I'll just say that. Yeah. Uh, um, anyways, uh, moving you on. You heard it here first. You heard it here. Peace. Um, uh, the, the, we continue on um, uh, once they have no uh, basically sort of commandeered a, a spaceship off Susclan and gotten off uh, with some some other refugees that the PCs head out to. Uh, so the Susclan system has only the one fully inhabited world, but they've got a, a small colony on, a, on a pl- two planets away, where basically the, the military has retreated to. Uh, everyone who survived the, the evacuation has gone to to sort of, and that sort of put a bunch of pressure on this this essentially colony. Uh, metropolis, uh, and that is and that adventure is called The Last Refuge uh, by uh, Marilyn Butler. Um, and uh, uh, it uh, basically it takes place with, with on this city, uh, uh, in this metropolis. You, you sort of brought in, you have a new commander, uh, she's basically like, okay, we've got there's basically some rioting happening because of all these refugees that have come in. Uh, there is a weird kind of cultish kind of group that's like, oh, we deserve to be killed by the swarm, <laughs> and they're messing things up, so you've got to put an end to them. And eventually you sort of start to um, in the process, you've, you've rescued this uh, Shirin priest of Hylax, who's like, the swarm are acting very strange. Uh, normally, they just sort of take a planet and leave, and they sort of seem to be sticking at Suscalon. What's going on? So we start to get into a little bit about more about Hylax and the uh, Shirin exodus from the swarm, because they used to be part of the swarm, and they and they broke off. Um, and uh, we you explore some caves that underneath this city that no one had known about for for. Decades for for centuries even, and that sort of gives you a little more information about what happened to the Sheeran as they left the left the swarm. And this particular adventure has very little swarm activity in it. Um, it's sort of a sem- a break after the slog of that of the of the first adventure, where your where your main antagonists are almost just. Regular people who are panicking because of the war, um, so that one kind of pulls away from the dark, gritty, like front line sort of situation to the sort of behind the behind behind uh, your own lines and, and working with uh, the consequences of war and that sort of thing. Um, and eventually, you and get you some mean. good mystic stuff going on too. What th- I said, darker and grittier, oh, consequences of war. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> um, and uh, that uh, that in the back, we're talking and more about um, uh, just the Sharon uh, that that. In detail, we have an article about the Exodus uh, from um, from their uh, how they got away from the swarm uh, back, uh, basically at the beginning. Sorry, at the end of the Gap, the beginning of after Gap time. Um, And there's another article in that one too. Yeah, the Church of Highlights. The Church of Is that that one? I thought it was. I thought that was in the like two. That's in like fourth volume. Oh, is it? Yeah. Somewhere (laughs) there's a Church of Highlights. There's There's a a Church of of Highlights article. article. Highlights, yeah. Um. Yeah. um, oh, that, no, that's the next one. Anyway, um, <laughs> at the end of The the Last Refuge, you get some sort of clue uh, about something called the Forever Reliquary that uh, used to be sort of thought of as a, just sort of a metaphor, but it's maybe an actual physical place, and maybe that has something to do with what the God, sorry, the Swarm, which is sort of led by this thing that you don't quite know what it is yet. You should be getting hints at the beginning. Of something called the God Host, uh, this sort of leader of the Swarm, this swarm subcolony that is doing something to try to maybe usurp hylax's power in some fashion. Um, you learn that basically what uh, what has happened is that the swarm is sort of retracing the sheeran exodus uh, back sort of backwards back to where you know from 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 a place uh, heading back to where they where the sheeran escaped uh, uh, the swarm. And so one of the places where they've been uh, is in another system, which also happens to be home to a professor who knows something about the Forever Reliquary. So, in the third volume, Husk World, uh, by Liz Liddell, you've got to go behind enemy lines, essentially, to this planet, another system that has been attacked by the swarm, in, in, uh, like in the previous year, and is now just, just a mess. It's just occupied by swarm, which is not something they usually do. They usually don't stick around too long to get the, get the. Uh, resources out of the planet, but now you've got to go there and you meet some people who are basically surviving on the ground um, uh, who, who managed to go underground before the uh, attack and then come back up? So you're meeting a lot of fun bug people in this one and this particular planet uh, known as Elam Chuva uh, Was a Sheeran colony for one of the first Sheeran colonies back in the day. I am really going into a lot of detail Tell me if I'm saying too much Rob you could maybe bring it back a little I'll bit. I'll bring it back down a little bit. I'll bring it down a little bit. So, you, uh, that, uh, Husk is really great because you're fighting a lot of swarm here. You actually go inside of a giant swarm creature. You go to the university where the professor is to sort of find out what his research is all about and help the survivors there um, uh, fight back a bit and maybe get a better foothold for the future. In um, that one, we talk about some survivors, of this other survivors of the swarm, and this particular, this whole system has been ravaged by the uh, the, the swarm attacks. So, we, we, we give you some... Snapshots of the other planets
0: and the back matter article describes the entire system. Yeah and describes Some of the relics that are left over and how the planets are after the swarm Left them behind and the other back matter article is one of my favorites Which is other survivors of the swarm and how they survived contact with the swarm
2: yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool stuff. Uh, more fun swarm enemies in the back there. Um, and then we move on. Eventually, the, the, the PC is in. The next volume is called The Forever Reliquary uh, by Kate Baker. And you actually sort of, oh, this thing is on some kind of comet, this, 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 uh, whatever it is. So you've got to tr- track this comet down. But the professor's research isn't, isn't isn't fully there. So you've got to do some space stuff tracing this comet you eventually land there it turns out there's a temple of Hylax on it uh, the sheer and, and landed on this comet sort of way back in the day and sort of this is where they met Hylax in the first place and she was like I bless you my children my, you're my children I bring you back to my flock and so the uh, eventually they sort of moved underground into the interior of the comet there's this this monastery known as the forever reliquary um, where you um, basically uh, do some trials of Hylax uh, which end up being sort of like first contact and Diplomacy and stuff like that. Um, uh, and eventually, you sort of given, you eventually get the blessings of Hylax, but before uh, you can move any further, the swarm attacked the comet. So then you've got to fight the swarm off inside the reliquary, hopefully, hopefully save everybody. And then this is where it gets even weirder, because at the end of that <laughs> particular, this is of the Church of Hylax article, I think. So it is the, back the Church of Hylax article. Uh, and other monasteries around yeah. the galaxy. At the yeah. end of this uh, adventure, at the end of this particular adventure, uh, you have to take this artifact known as the Crown of Hylax into a mindscape that represents the Swarm Hive Mind. So Hive of Minds, Adventure Number 5 by Thurston Hillman, it takes place entirely inside a, in a, a mindscape, which is a psychic projection of what uh, the Swarm Hive Mind is like. Uh, and if you can get this Crown of Hylax to what it, we're calling the connection, the, the connection of the god host subcolony to the main Swarm colony, you might be able to disrupt the, the Suscalon subcolony enough to fight back. Um, and it's full of weird p- things. This uh, particular, you know, just because reality is not real in this world, in, in, in the mindscape. So you, eventually, the PCs are able to like you know like manipulate it a bit here and there. You actually meet uh, a, someone who's also bodily there as a survivor, um, and she's got a f- real Mad Max vibe to her. Um, How close is this mindscape to your own mind? Seventy-five percent. Yes, it's, my mindscape is basically a big desert. Uh, full of termite mounds and weird storms. Uh, eventually, the PCs will succeed at that, d- defeating this uh, gigantic uh, creature, put the Crown of Hylax on it and, and, and disrupt the, the, the swarm sub-colony. And then in the final volume, The God Host Descends by uh, Ron Nandine, you get to take back on. So you're at the you're at the you're basically you've, you've done enough that the army's like yeah let's help you you want to help me the commander's like let's figure out what to do you you're able to sort of deploy things in certain fashions you land back on Susskan take it back and eventually defeat maybe uh, the God Host who is a massive thing a massive massive thing and that's All it right. uh, yeah so uh, that's a lot of detail about that attack of so I printed up the thing and I and I I'm very excited about it
0: I remember what the pac matter article was in the second one. Okay, was it? Biomechanical star. Oh, the
2: biomechanical star. Yes, yeah, those are look pretty cool. Some Raxolite starships. Yeah, Raxalite starships, some Xenodruid starships. Which I think Raxlites are in Alien Archive 3, so whoops. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that takes us, Attack of the
1: Storm takes us through January of 2020, and then even though this is still, still several months away, we have our first AP of 2020, which launches in February 2020, mm. and that is called?
0: The Threefold Conspiracy.
4: The
1: threefold Conspiracy. And the
0: Threefold Conspiracy uh, focuses on the unseen, the greys, the reptoids, and uh, fungal entities called the Decepskians. Um. And it starts out with your characters on a starship transport, and somebody disappears on that transport, leading to a mystery that you have to solve. And that volume is called the Chimera Mystery, and it's by our very own Jason Keeler. Oh, uh, <laughs> Gotta
2: get on that. Yeah. Um, I've read it.
0: And the the characters explore the various uh, so the unseen are not allied these the gray aliens are not allied with the reptoids and they're not allied with the none of them are allied with the the, the sepskians Sepp,
2: who, who made up that who name who made up that name <laughs> it was
0: we didn't we did. <laughs> uh, so they're not allied so there are there are all sorts of machinations that the players have to unfold and f- find out about and thwart. and uh, they're actually related to each other only by the character's own story, um, which I'm not going to reveal yet. Um, the second volume is called Flight of the Sleepers, and that is by Owen KC Stevens. Uh, the third volume is Deceiver's Moon, and that's by Jason Tandro. And then we have one called The Hollow Cabal, and that's by Crystal Frazier. Uh, the Cradle Infestation by Vanessa Hoskins. And the final volume is called Puppets Without Strings. And that is by Landon Winkler.
1: So yeah, this is all about conspiracy theories and kind of taken to the galactic extreme. So lots of mystery, I would say. Yeah, and we and encourage and, uh, the
0: authors to look at real world conspiracy theories involving these creatures because, you know, there are theories about reptoids on Earth and greys on Earth. And uh, there's plenty of at least science fiction about fungal entities that take over humanoid bodies. So. Yeah,
2: they're very cordyceps. Yeah. Fungus-type type entities.
0: And the cool thing about the Decepticons is that the only way the species gains sapience is by taking over the bodies of, and minds of sapient creatures. So alone, they aren't sapient. They discovered sapience by taking over sapient creatures, and now they want to keep it. So that's pretty
2: cool. I, I just want to tease everyone by saying that the threefold conspiracy is even more bonkers. And then what happens in Attack of the Swarm? It's
1: a Mindscape in every volume. If not a Mindscape <laughs> in Maybe, no, you never know. We've, we've kind of tried to set it up so it's almost like, you know, like peeling an onion or layers of an onion. You the, the hopefully, hopefully the PCs, are like, they'll think they've figured it out and know they've just uncovered another conspiracy. Um, you get deeper and deeper right. into it. So. so
0: we designed that on purpose. So it, it's almost every volume, if not every volume, is at the end of
1: it. The player should be like, what? <laughs> So,
0: yeah.
1: you know. and just get deeper. So we'll be we'll be talking more about that later because this is in 2020. But we wanted to announce that mm-hmm. um, as the as the next unannounced AP.
0: And it's really hard to describe the story of this adventure path without spoiling some major mm-hmm. things yeah. that. So yeah. we're not gonna. Okay. <laughs> not <yet. laughs>
1: so I think we can. Open it up to questions now if anybody has about the stuff we've talked about or about old APs that we've done or about adventure paths in, in general and that kind of stuff. Uh, we're happy to. Oh, we even have a microphone.
2: Yeah. we Yeah. All right. Uh, am I
1: on, Perrin?
3: You're on. All right. Great. Um, hi, my name is Sam. I'm in Zerk, Titanium, the forums. Um, my sort of question is um, in regards to uh, Pattern I was sort of seeing happen with the current adventure path and the upcoming Attack of the Swarm. Uh, adventure path uh, and that is that you're starting to do the DD articles in the, in the case of at least adapting Pathfinder deities to the current setting and introducing the new DDs as well in the case of Hylax in the upcoming adventure path yeah. um, will we be seeing additional DD articles beyond that and would you be willing to maybe hint at what DD article might be in the adventure path that was just revealed or maybe
2: just say conspiracy I don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's fair I
0: don't um, think there is a Deity article in the, in the Threefold Conspiracy. There isn't one
2: in the Threefold We, we, we we'll, we'll do them as we find them to, to be appropriate to the adventures, essentially. And I think what we've been doing to sort of keep ourselves separate from the Pathfinder one is that uh, our articles are more or less about the like church of that Deity, less about the Deity itself and its manifestation and where it lives. We I think we go into it a little bit with Hilex because she's new, but with the Seremory one that's in number 13, it's mostly just about who worships right nowadays? You know, and what are some other places you might find worshipers Serenray and what they do? That's sort of part of the DD article from Pathfinder APs that talk about a priest's role and and those sort of churches and, and their churches' relationships with other churches.
0: Yeah, and our articles kind of talk about more of the societal effect, and also a lot of cool relics and
2: yeah, we go into that or so. or do a, a a kind of mystic connection or some other player off spells.
1: Yeah. But it's driven by the content of the, if it matches with the AP. It's, we're not trying to do it in every AP. We're going to do one of these articles, at least at this point, because it's, if it fits like Hylax and the Sheer and in the Swarm, that's very thematic. So that's one of the reasons why we do Orth Saren Ray and in in the, the Sun, in the sun yeah. for, for Donna Flame.
3: Another question, uh, question from Twitch from the Silver Scarab Will Adventure Paths go to level 20 soon?
1: on that that says uh, so right now all, well not all of our adventure paths because there's one that's an exception but they pretty much go to 13th level um, we are trying we're, we're looking into that we we know that that's kind of one of our one of the holes in our in our product lines we don't have anything for high level um, we haven't quite worked all that out yet and we don't have anything to announce but it is something we're definitely interested in and want to want to get at some point because mm-hmm. I mean even Pathfinder just got to level 20 with with um, Um, Return of the rumors. There we go. I was like, "What? What? What verb with with
5: rumors is it? (laughs) What are what are words? What
1: are? Yeah. So um, yeah, we do want to do that. We're we don't have anything to to announce at this point yet.
5: All right. I noticed that you went back
0: to uh, six part Mm -hmm. uh, scenarios. Are you moving away from the threes? Is there not going to be
1: another single of screams or a on throne type thing? This is another thing that we don't have a good answer for yet. we kind of tried the three-volume APs as an experiment, and I know a lot of fans like them. There's some other things we'd still like to do them. It's kind of just trying to fit them into the schedule and our production schedule. So um, again, so far with what we've announced, these are all six-volume APs. Hopefully, we can get back to a few three. I think maybe we'll kind of do mixes as we can, but I think the six parts are still primarily going to be the thing, and maybe every once in a while, we'll be
2: able to do a three-part. We do
0: have some stories that would be good for three. Yeah. yeah. and yeah. Stuff like that. So
2: it just becomes a bit tricky with the uh, the workload. A bit is that you have to make you know if you're doing two three volume aps for instance in a row you've got to write twice as much outline. It's not necessarily twice as much work, but it is more than the work than for writing one six volume ap. It's 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 tricky, but the uh, it's definitely a, it was definitely a fun challenge. Yeah. At the
5: time. Uh, so you guys mentioned in the uh, the swarm ap that uh, one of the main nbc's that you'll be. Meeting is a uh, Vescarium that was in the, the war against mm-hmm. the Swarm earlier with the Pack Worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, will there be more information on like some of the the homeworlds in the Vescarium or just the, the system in general that will be able to be linked in through some of those, or would that be like a, a splat book similar? To yeah, the pack
2: not worlds? there's not going to be anything like that in, in Attack of the Swarm, but maybe in the future. You know, so we you know we have the Pack Worlds book and that is something we probably want to do in the future, right, Rob? Probably, probably. Yeah, for other for other for, places for another, in the galaxy. Yeah, for other places so, in the galaxy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's um. We, eventually, we'll we'll probably get to that stuff, but not really as part of this adventure path.
4: I'm going to combine two Twitch questions into one because read every word from
2: every read read a word from every other one. I'm not going to (laughs) listen. You might get that. I don't think Rob or Chris would. Uh, So I'm not going to do that. Thanks, Alex.
4: You're welcome. Uh, So the both people want to know uh, if you have plans for Adventure Path set with two specific themes. The first theme is the Vescarium. Like, are we going to do a Vescarium AP? The other one is Android Freedom Fighters.
2: They're on our, we have a big list. Yeah, right? we have
0: a giant list. <laughs> and
2: those, I think, are on the list somewhere. Yeah. So in some fashion.
1: It's true, we, we do have a giant list, and what we do, we tend to do two APs a year, of course, so we only get two marked off the list, and then we come up with other ideas get added yes, to the list. Got, yeah. So it kind of seems where we are or what goes with other products, I would say, with something like a Vescarium-focused AP, um, would we want to detail the Vescarium all in the back matter articles of an AP or would we want to detail the Vescarium in a, in a bigger thing? And so I think if we if we get to that point, once we have, because we haven't really said much about the Vescarium yet, I would think we would want to have the Vescarium kind of in place nice. before we would set an AP there, just so we don't have to fill up the AP with just all of that information. I, I think it is possible
0: articles. that our giant list gets longer every time. And oh, yeah. We think about, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Even though we cross <laughs> off two, we come up with yeah. like, Five, five well, more, least. Yeah. No.
2: true. And we like like having the pack Worlds book out was an impetus for, for get Chris excited about uh, developing the Dawn of Flame adventure. Oh, this all this stuff about the sun is awesome. So once we have like a bunch of awesome stuff about the Vescarium and or other near space worlds or whatever, that'll uh, that'll that make we'll have twenty uh, uh, more things to add <laughs> to the list, right? So.
1: And it's also just, like, we have this big list, but we haven't actually plotted out everything. I mean, we do have to go a bit in advance because, like, we're talking about 2020 with the threefold conspiracy. But, you know, at a certain point, it gets counterproductive to actually lock things in because nobody else at the company has locked anything in for that. So we have to be able to, you know, change and modify or something comes up that becomes really popular or we get really inspired by and then that determines what we're going to do for the, or what we think the fans will like, too. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, uh, I guess I was wondering if you had any thoughts on uh, adventures set in or around uh Aposte or Akaton.
2: We, oh, well,
1: yeah <laughs> 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 on our list uh, yeah. there is definitely some aposte, there's Aposte apost- and Akaton. It's always uh, kind of a aposte
0: mix would make a great like delve into Super the planet dungeon, dungeon- yeah. type yeah. starfinder setting, so like mega dungeon. Starfinder.
1: One of the things is always trying to find sort of like a mix, like Dead Suns, was since that was the first AP, we wanted kind of to show off the whole scale of the setting. So that starts in the Packed Worlds, and you you know you go from Absalom Station, then you visit um, Castravel and see some of the planets, and then you go out further and further and further, you know, to kind of show that whole scope. And so it's kind of one of the things with um, Dawn of Flame takes place in the Packed Worlds, but it's really focused on the sun. So, because that's in the Pact Worlds, we wanted to do something different with Attack of the Swarm. That takes us out into the Vast. Threefold Conspiracy is sort of bringing us back to the Pact Worlds again. So, it's it's always kind of looking at just that and not trying, we don't want to do, put everything in, in the same in the same area. So, it's kind of jumping back and forth. I'd like to eventually get to Akaton Anaposte to set something in there.
0: Road Warriors of Akaton. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, yeah. There's this, no roads on Akaton. This next question right.
4: is also a combination question from Lava Being and Doc Wash on Twitch. Um, Lava Being wants to know, uh, with the success of the Kingmaker Kickstarter, whether or not the uh, team would think about adding content for after an adventure path ends as like an additional product they could buy, like maybe a seventh volume in Dead Suns or something like that. As mm-hmm. a
1: Kickstarter, is that what they were... I
4: think of? just in general, but if you want to field it as a Kickstarter, no. sure. We haven't thought about that. Um, we could, I mean, one thing,
1: part of it is because we we have our subscriptions and everything, and if you add some kind of other product, like a seventh volume or something, it, that kind of gets in the way. And it, it's it's also, you know, from a business perspective, I don't know if someone would want to get part seven of something from that. I think a, a more likely thing would be something like what we did with um, Against the Aeon Throne and Signal of Screams, which is set another adventure path that starts at the same thing. That's like if, if we did some kind of high-level thing, we might do something like that, where starting where those end, so you could go from one adventure path into another, rather than writing a single adventure
2: that's just a, a, a sequel
1: to an existing adventure path.
2: I'd say come back to us in about eight years. We'll have the 10th anniversary of the Dead Suns adventure path. Oh, maybe Heart there, cover yeah. compilation. Yeah, if we do... Sure, yeah, take me on my word for that. Write it down, it's gonna happen. Ooh, they're gonna hold you to that. Just be no, careful. Not, I'm shaking my head no, it's clearly shaking my head no. <laughs> uh, the
4: second part of that question that's a similar uh, vein uh, from Dockwash, is, uh, is there any plans to do standalone modules like what was in the Pathfinder module line? Sure, yeah.
1: There are no plans at this point where, so I mean, we're. We, obviously, we, we at Paizo, we're doing Pathfinder and Starfinder, and there's been a lot of focus on Pathfinder 2nd Edition, which is coming out this year, of course. So, we're still a relatively small team within that working on Starfinder, and I think we'd like to get them eventually. It's just a matter of having the resources and our two best adventure developers are working on our adventure paths. So, um, never say never, but we don't have any plans currently in place. I'd
0: like to add that we're also an objectively small team. So, I mean, we're a tiny team. Okay, thing, so. <laughs>
1: objectively, so, but well, it's it is something. It's it, it's kind of. I mean, it's it's good that we have adventures with the adventure pass. It would be great to be able to have standalones too. Get get the free RPG day products. Yeah, that's yeah. The best, yeah. That's <laughs> the right, right now, now society, society scenarios Stafford work that work, way too. Exactly. You don't have to play actual organized play to right. use those scenarios. That's true.
2: It's true. Yeah, they make a good night's play. Yeah, yeah we were
0: playing them. Yeah. yeah.
3: Hi, right, back up here again. Hello! Um, Hello yeah. This is sort of, a, I know particularly because I'm a big fan of the Solarian class, I know that Owen's more of the, the brain daddy on that one. Um, but the sort of question I would have is, would we be seeing at some point uh, further development on the Solarian in terms of the thematic nature of it in the setting? And the discussion of the philosophy and maybe even like a rod magic item you can channel your st- stellar weapons
1: not sure if that connects with the adventure pads per <laughs> se, but uh, unless we had something in.
2: In uh, volume, uh, The Forever Reliquary, which is 22, um, uh, there is an article called Monasteries of the Galaxy. And there are, I believe, I don't, I, Chris, have you read that one yet? Have you gone through that one yet? Yeah, I've read yeah, no, you, that yeah. There's at least one <laughs> Solarian Monastery. And then the Cosmonastery yeah. of the Empty Orbit from uh, Absalom Station is mentioned in there, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So there's some yeah that's more I think a lot of that is more um, setting stuff. Yeah, right? it's more yeah.
0: it's more thematic. It's I don't I don't think that I think there might be one Solarian item in that article. But.
1: One of the challenges, of course, <laughs> is we have a whole galaxy of of a setting, and it's yeah. like there's tons of stuff like Solarians, like everything, and it's we'd love to get everything get everything, but we can't always. Is but, there a
0: panel on com?
1: Um, that, no, not, okay. not a specific panel on okay. that, but.
2: Maybe
5: sometime. Maybe sometime. <laughs> uh, so similar to that that Kingmaker question, uh, I mean, Kingmaker is pretty famous for having a whole new style of campaign and that you're building up a, an organization effectively. Uh, are there any plans, uh, especially with like your Conspiracy AP, where you would be setting up an organization or some sort of uh, an entity that the PCs can control outside of just their ship? like possibly mm-hmm. having lackeys or some other underlings that they would be able to use. A corporation. Yeah.
2: yeah. Two, two, two of our ideas that we keep kind of like well, coming close to. The
5: rules for large scale, that's
2: true. Two ideas that we keep coming close to but never quite pulling the trigger on are a uh, sandbox style, terraform this planet, build a colony from scratch, AP in some fashion. Uh, and one that I keep suggesting but keeps getting shot down, which is basically sort of on tr- uh, doing a Triaxis thing with uh, the dragon corpse there. And maybe sort of like, oh, you're, you get um, uh, uh, willed this uh, corporation from a, d- a dead dragon, and now you've got to do all this corporate conspiracy stuff, you know, corporate warfare between these dragon. F- Fights and you know maybe you'd have lackeys or something like that and you'd be running a corporation. We 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 get real close and then we, we go well oh, well this one would be we're a little more excited about the swarm killing people. Uh, so yeah. it's they're on the list. we we have that list. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep pointing to the, a sign that here that says the list. <laughs>
5: Hi, I'm Naomi. Um, I know there's a bunch of other books in the main line, like the Character Operations Manual, that are like in in the pipeline. Is there anything from those upcoming books that you're really excited to use in the APs? Um, like, the biohacker? new classes,
2: for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, because I, I had uh, just a micro stat block of someone that would have been a great biohacker, but comes out way before Calm so I was like, oh, okay, it's so just a regular sharing then.
0: Yeah, that's the, one of the dangers of the production schedule is that you know like about the Vanguard or whatever and you wanna make somebody a Vanguard, but you can't because
2: Com won't be out when you're writing the, that part yeah. of the They won't be out, the, 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 the eventual will be out before the book comes out or mm-hmm. something. So yeah, we're excited about that, for sure. About right, you, Rob? You excited mm-hmm. about anything?
1: Yeah, well, no, I think that's the same. There's gonna be all okay. sorts. And of course, as we, we have a new, um, Alien Archive Three coming out in the mm-hmm. summer, so that's going to give us more monsters that we can use in yeah, the you know. APs as well. So, but I think the classes are going to be are going to be a big thing to kind of make start bringing those into the world in the adventures.
0: Anything more I about agree. Solarians and Khan?
1: You to talk to Owen about that. They're, I mean, I know there's that really, there are stuff for every single class. Yeah, yes, there like, well, no, sure. <laughs> might be every interested class. in this. <laughs> is there anything for Sheerans? No, no, of right. course <laughs> there is. Yeah, you
4: know. So before I ask this question from Draco Bahamut, I thought you'd enjoy knowing that there's a conversation on about what would be the best name for a Starfinder uh, Kingmaker. Spiritual successor? There's like Planet Maker and Emperor Maker. Uh, it seems like it's a, a pretty popular idea in Twitch. But moving along, uh, Draco Spice Bahamut. <laughs> Draco Bahamut asks, uh, will the threefold conspiracy get into more cyberpunk content too, or is it only alien conspiracies?
0: Uh, it's it's alien conspiracies. Although, if you're talking about being augmented against your will by the Grays, then maybe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You want, i mean cyberpunkish kind of conspiracy stuff like the second volume of signal screams kind of gets into that some of that transhumanism against your will kind of stuff
0: that whole ap is transhumanism against your yeah, will
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true that is true all right so let's see i'm scrolling up a bit from troll marine I know it's a bit premature to ask, but is there any chance that we will ever see a video game RPG in Starfinder universe similar to Pathfinder Kingmaker?
1: That would be awesome. We love that. (laughs) (laughs) We are not a computer game company, so we uh, we, those things tend to happen with licensed partners. They're like, "Hey, we got this great idea for a game." Um, I don't have anything to announce, but obviously, yeah, that would be super cool. And you know, I. I don't know if uh, the Kingmaker was really cool, the Kingmaker mm-hmm. computer game, and if they were to come to us and say we wanted to do Starfinder, I certainly wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah. But nothing to announce Yeah, We wouldn't announce it in this panel anyways. But there, we don't have anything to announce. At this but
2: panel. if you're a video game company out there, yeah, come talk to Paizo about this.
1: Starfinder is still pretty relatively new, but you know, I would love to do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it would make a great video game. Yeah. yeah,
2: definitely. There, there, there are a lot of video games kind of coming out that feel kind of Starfindery just by accident in a lot of ways. I think the Outer Worlds and Journey to the Doomed planet, Savage planet, or something like that. There's a lot of stuff that's coming out. that's kind of, I'm very excited about playing, <laughs> personally. <laughs> but not Starfinder. But Air not Starfinder official, no. <laughs>
3: so just sort of combine a few previous questions. Uh, Junk Lords of Akaton?
2: Junk Lords of Akaton. Junk Lords of Akaton. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one, that's a good one.
4: We're coming close up on time, and there aren't a whole lot of questions left. So, uh, how about we end it off by saying, uh, "What does your AP uh, layout process look like? Like, how do you go through the steps of deciding what you want to do, and how to how does that outlining process go?"
2: Sure. Yeah. Um, we start with a high level. Uh, Pitch, basically, we all yeah, Where we, we drag out the giant
0: list We drag out the <laughs> list,
2: the list, get the list And there's, an, uh, there's a hooded monk Who comes in with the, <laughs> the, the book And brings That's the just list in That's you, Jason don't, don't ruin the mission We mystery. know it's you <laughs> But it's very, very formal um, No, um, uh, Generally, it's the three of us so We'll sometimes bring in Owen or Amanda or Joe uh, To sort of cool. just like pick an overall idea That we're all very excited about And that we think we can get to uh, six volumes mm-hmm. with um, and then we sort of uh, break it down from there, the three of us sort of sit down and think yeah, this we is We talk about
0: wrong. it until Rob goes, Oh. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. We all whoever's the, whoever's gonna be the
2: developer is most excited about it, you know, whatever they're most excited about, and then what we can get narrowed down. Um, and then we yeah, we we start honing in on individual volumes, what happens there. And once we sort of figure that out, and then we also have a, a, at least one or two brainstorms about titles. Like what yeah. is it called? And what are the each volume called? And we have lots of lists about that. We also
0: have a brainstorm about back matter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well,
2: we have
1: ways. to for both like the overall point and the titles and stuff we run that by Eric Mona our publisher because he's kind of he has to get through me first then it has to get through him and you know he'll be like that's a dumb title and so we will have to go back and come up with better things we're yeah. like no one knows what that word is we can't do that you know and and but we'll, we'll try to you know get his interest in there and once we that's have that sort and, what's that? <laughs> he and once, so once we have that yeah then we start
2: the developer writes an outline of all of each individual volume and a sort of a, a campaign overview outline. Uh, uh, then Rob approves that, uh, and then the, whoever the developer is goes out and finds freelancers for the adventures, and the, whoever's working on the back matter finds freelancers for that. And we just sort of send that out uh, and uh, get it back, and then we develop it. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah.
0: And then it gets laid out. And it gets laid oh, out. We, we yeah. make art orders for every volume too. Like yes. We,
2: while we're late, while we're developing, yeah.
0: And we, we approve sketches and uh, mm. can we it, also copy fit the volume. Yeah, when it,
2: it comes back, whether when it's over back. or under, we get all that fit in and yep. answer questions from the editors, all the, all the nitty gritty stuff. Yeah, it goes stuff. to the editors, goes to the art team. Yeah, and yeah. All, our stuff is really just
1: edit. a lot of brainstorms and then yeah. getting those ideas coalesced until they actually make sense for us. story. Right. Over and and then when you,
0: the you get the writing back, you just say, oh, I'm just going to turn that up to 11.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Or turn it down to eleven. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah,
0: sometimes, it's, sometimes it's turn it down to eleven. Yeah.
4: Hey, so you know, I said we were all out of questions. I well, know. Twitch decided that they wanted to drop a ton. So, how do you guys <laughs> feel about a lightning <laughs> round? lightning round? Go lightning round. <laughs> go. <laughs> Barathu lightning
3: gun round. There's about a hundred people on Twitch. Yeah, so. you you, nice. you guys it's are very popular. Lots of conversation.
4: Uh, first question from laurie seven by three. Will we see the Absalom station defense system in action someday? Maybe. Someday
1: maybe. <laughs> uh, let's see.
4: If only the threefold
0: conspiracy evolved at Salam cool? Station.
3: <laughs> oh. Was there any cut content from an AP that you were particularly sad to see go? Ooh. And that now's your time to pitch it, I suppose. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I, can I say that I'm sad to see something that Chris cut? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say something good. There was something that Joe wrote uh, for uh, his volume of Donna of Flame that I think was uh, uh, would have been would have been kind of cool, but it, it, just have, it was too esoteric and it was a little too, um, too not enough room for it. The, like the bomb diffusing part of the puzzle thing. Yeah. It was a little. too, I, I, I get it. And I totally get it. But like, one day, one day a puzzle. Um,
4: uh, Silver Scarab asks Will there be an adventure path Something that doesn't have A big evil bad guy You're fighting Maybe something more light hearted Like a star sugar heart love Adventure path
2: That is actually I think it is Slightly on the list At least on my list To do <laughs> <laughs> A uh, You know Josie and the Pussycats Style series of mis- intercon- Maybe interconnected mysteries
1: You still need a villain At the end though
2: you don't need a villain, you need a final, yeah, that's, yeah. You just need the guy to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that was not a you kids. Exactly. Yeah. But if you have like six just sort of uh, 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 serialized things, you don't necessarily have it's a big villain at characters. the end. But you that's could, right. you also
0: could. Yeah. It's, it's a villain that you don't have to
2: shoot, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
3: So in Starfinder, you created Triune and you added him into the universe. Have you thought about killing off a god? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, uh, well, that got shot down, yeah. I'll tell you that much. We had an idea, uh, can we talk about this a little bit? Yeah. Uh, we thought about something like that. We were like, oh, we got, we, the three of us kind of got really excited about yeah. it, and, and Eric kind of shot it down.
1: We, we, because of the, because we have some connections with Pathfinder, we don't want to too much to, but I mean, there's lots of gods, and mm-hmm. I would say again, never say never. Yeah. Uh. Ooh, we
0: could kill Tryon. not <laughs> kill Tryon. <trium>, <laughs>
4: Mythica42 from Twitch asks, what is a realistic starting point for someone who wants to start contributing to an adventure path?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, uh, we general, what I like to do is uh, when I'm developing back matter, a monster or two, or we have a Codex of Worlds in the back of the... um uh, very volume, which is just a 500-word piece, which is uh, uh, pretty easy, or, or if you're into a little more mechanical stuff, if we need a, uh, just sort of a random starship for the covers... Um, those are all great, very brief places to start. Um, you know. Also, send us, us an email and tell us you want to do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean that's the best. The main part. There will be a, 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 a seminar. I mean, Pythica. It won't be streamed, but we're about, I'm about to go to another seminar that's called Writing for Starfinder. Um, and if that gets recorded for No Direction, listen to that. All right. And, okay. Okay. I think we're
1: out of time. We're so the thanks line. to everybody here, and thanks to everybody on Twitch, and uh, we'll see y'all later. See you around. Right. Bye. Bye.